Loud program contains adult language and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Tonight on the Marvel Superheroes podcast, Quiet Storm Edition, Diablo Frank, Illegal Machine, and Mr. Joe Fixit present the top 10 lists for Avengers lovers. Longbox Graveyard, Top 10 Super Dogs, The Unspoken Decade, Top 10 Avengers Moments, In My Not-So-Humble Opinion, Top 10 Avengers Sketches, Legion of Super Bloggers, Top 10 Who's Who Legion Entries, The Superhero Satellite, Top 10 Cancelled 80s Comics Titles Slash Characters, Flodo's Page, Top 10 Green Lantern Ring Slings That Don't Appear in Modern Continuity, Fantastiverse, Top 10 Avengers Greatest Super Battles, Mystery Vlog, Top 10 Avengers Covers, The Idol Head of Diablo... Top 10 important Martian Manhunter villains. Most important Martian... God damn it. The top 10 most important Martian Manhunter villains. Marvel Superheroes Podcast. Top 10 Avengers Age of Ultron tie-in. You don't have to read ours. That's us. You're in that right now. I am in it right now. Chasing Amazing Top 10... Uh, if you're listening the to this Marvel right now, Superior you know Podcast it. Podcast has you. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you already know what our top 10 is. Uh, chasing, uh, chasing Amazing, Top 10 Favorite Moments of The Chase. Between the Pages, Top 10 Wackiest DC Comics Covers. Bronze Age Babies, the Top 10 Bronze Age Characters. Times 2, exclamation point. Yeah, they're going to do, the guy is going to list the top 10 girls, and the girl is going to list the top 10 guys of the two hosts. Oh, cool. There's more. But wait. There's more. Too Dangerous for a Girl, TBC. Yeah, those, those haven't been decided yet. Vic Sage via The Retroist, TBD. I'm the Gun. The 10 best All-Star Squadron covers. Legal machine, Mister Fix It, Diablo Frank. We've all taken part in the sixth edition of the Superblog Team Up, wherein comic book related bloggers, podcasters, YouTubers, all that kind of thing, they all get together and they pick a topic and you riff on that topic. And this time it's top ten lists. So in order to give people an opportunity to enjoy our show before the spoilers come out, we're going to have to rip out a quick top ten list. So Illegal Machine, how long have you been an Avengers fan? Long time. What is the oldest Avengers comic you own? First appearance of Baron Zemo. So that's Avengers. like 14 or 15, right? Yeah. Because that was like the debut of the Masters of Evil as well, wasn't it? Correct. And what is the most recent issue of Avengers you own? Most likely bought from my shop before I closed it down years ago. It would have been uh, Buziak Perez era. Was Perez still on the book or had he already moved on by then? I think he was then? still on the book. Really? I, I, I who thought, took over after? Who was who, was, who think, followed uh, Perez? Alan Davis did it for a little bit. Oh, I don't have any Alan Davis. And then uh, Kieran Dwyer, I think, finished out the Buzik run. No. Okay. It was, it's so Perez. so you end, uh, so you've got a pretty good span of years there where you read from the early 60s issues through until the early aughts issues. Give or take, yeah. My Avengers collection is by no means complete. So although I do have some old and I do have a lot of new and I have a chunk in the middle. It's gappy. It's very, it's gappy. Gappy's the word I was looking for. <laughs> but you're enough of a Avengers fan that if I asked you to bust out with a top ten Avengers list right this minute, you could do that. Like Avenger issues? No, actual characters. Members oh, wow. of the Avengers, a top ten list. Absolutely. The least to the greatest of the greatest. All right, so we're going to uh, – this list is not character. These are best Avengers Right, so it's not like the, your favorite character. Right. It's who works the best within the context of an Avengers team. Okay. Number one? Wait, is that your number one or your number ten? Number ten. You're going to start from your best and work your way to the least best? I feel it's best? easier to work best to least best. Okay. The, although I, that's, I don't that's care. not dramatic. It's but. still a top ten. It doesn't matter which order you're going in. And by the way, uh, if you do listen to the entire episode, all three of us will be offering top ten lists throughout the episode. But we're going to start with the Mac here. Uh, I'm going to go number one, Captain America. Number two, Wasp. Number three, well, I'd like you to, to explain Wasp. Uh, no, this... Wasp? Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite runs was the Roger Stern, John Buscema era, where she was dope as shit. That was when she first led the team and everything. So I, 
like Wasp. Wasp's cool. It's interesting to, to kind of get so specific with you here because for years I didn't know how big of a fan you were of Hawkeye, and you just named Wasp as your number two Avenger. I never would have seen that coming. I mean, you you ranked Wasp above Iron Man as an Avenger. Yeah. Well, I, Iron Man's um, relationship with the Avengers has always been weirder than other characters. You figure anytime he's in the book, he should be the leader, and he really only led the Avengers a couple times, and even then, sometimes led quote unquote is a little murky. Did we already do this? No. No. I thought you did this when we were driving. No, I talked to you about it, and then you didn't really have a lot to say, so. No. Just seemed very familiar territory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who am I so far? Uh, you've got Captain America, Cap, which needs no explanation, because he's Captain America. Captain America. And then the Wasp is number two. Okay, okay. I'll go... God, mother, probably. I'll go Hawkeye 3, Vision 4, Iron Man 5, Ant-Man 6. Which Ant-Man? Hank Pym. Because did you ever read Thor much seven. with Scott Lang or any of the other Ant-Men? Uh, just his, when he'd pop into uh, the latent Iron Man stuff. Okay, so but you don't know him as an Avenger then? No. Thor 7. Well, okay, hold on. So we've got Captain America, Wasp, Hawkeye. And why is Hawkeye that high up? I think all of Hawkeye's perennial moments have been Avengers moments. Okay, so you're, you're saying just, that the character is defined as an Avenger. He's you, Avenger first, solo character second. Okay, and then your fifth was what, Vision? Yeah. Because he's Cause just he's the there vision. all the time. He's great. Right. Because okay. he's he's he was born into the Avengers and never really had any success okay. out of it, but always seemed to be a mainstay. Now, and why is the Vision better than Iron Man? For that, well, like I said, I think Vision has probably had way longer runs in Avengers than Iron Man ever did. Yeah. Uh, collectively, most likely. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, Iron Man's been on the team a lot since the 2000s because once Perez and Buzik did got their the run, big three back together. And, yeah, and, and they tended to pop up a lot more often. Plus, the movies have helped to reinforce that. Sure. So, and Vision has been out of the Avengers for much of the aughts. Word? Yeah, he left the book in Avengers 500. Uh, he was he was destroyed, actually, in a story arc called Avengers Disassembled, where Scarlet Witch went nuts and caused this incredible chaos field to go out, and like everybody who ever wanted to fight the Avengers all fought them all at once. And I think Ultron had taken over the Vision and caused him to explode, or some crud like that. But the Vision was, quote-unquote, dead for a number of years, and then he came back in a new form as one of the young Avengers. And he's kind of come and gone a few times since then, but he's still not not really an Avengers mainstay. It hasn't been for most of the last 15 years, actually. Interesting. So, what was that? Who was six? Yeah, six was Iron Man. Six was Iron Man. Seven was Thor. Okay, yeah, I forgot the Thor. So, and what's why is Thor so low? Because he's Thor. Just because you... Well, the problem with, with Thor and the Avengers is that he can only be there for very specific storylines because he's fucking Thor. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it's he like he read comes that... and goes so much going, you know what? I'm a fucking god. I shouldn't be hanging around around here. And he, and he jets so many different times. Yeah, well, well it, when we talked about you know that story arc where Hellcat briefly joined the Avengers, one of the sticking points was that Thor quit the book at the end of that Hellcat story arc because he realized he'd been pulling his punches so long that he had forgotten how to access his full godhood. Eight, let's go Scarlet Witch. And why Scarlet Witch? I feel like Scarlet Witch is when I think of her, I think Avenger. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it maybe because of West Coast and Avengers West Coast, but yeah, uh, and she's a lot lower than the Vision, even though those two tend to be coupled up. Yeah. So is there a reason why she's so much lower than the Vision? She's only so much lower than the Vision because I put Iron Man and Thor ahead of her. Yeah. Uh, and really, probably I would. You know what? I'd probably put her ahead of Thor. I'd probably put her shit. You know what? Thor's a plummet. And now that I'm thinking about it, so we're gonna do. Five Vision, six Iron Man, seven Scarlet Witch, eight Black Widow. Really, Black Widow. Yeah, I think that's kind of a dark horse, no pun intended. Well, because she had that, she had a long run. I believe as, she was a leader, as leader of she? the team during all of that. Uh, not the crossing. Well, yeah, she was there during the crossing. Shit. She was there. I don't think she was leading well, the team at that before, time. What was before? What was before that? Where they were wearing the dope brown jackets. Oh, the bomber had. jackets. Yeah. You're talking about the Bob Harris run, right? The whole Bob Harris run. She was very, very uh, key in that run, wasn't she? Well, she. I don't Gray remember her as much. I actually think he was predated that. Whether that run where Paul Ryan was drawing the book for a long while, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And you had a number of guys like John Byrne and Mark Grunewald writing it. I think she was around during that period, right? What about um when what's his fuck was drawing it? Steve Epting. Steve Epting. Yeah, she was around she for was that. Around for the she, and she was around for the Mike Deodato issues as well. The first time yeah, Mike yeah. Deodato drew oh. the Avengers, he's been he's like he draws Avengers a lot. He's Doesn't drawing he really. Them, he's done them a lot over the last fifteen years. Yeah, Damn well, it's right. like we talked about the Dark Avengers a while back, and he drew a lot of that run. Which is somewhat notable because he kept drawing Norman Osborn to look like Tommy Lee Jones. His shit fell off the fucking cliff when he started doing Hulk. Has he ever come back? Yeah. He's, oh, he's he's much stronger now it? that he okay, was there. Yeah, I felt like he was half-assing it and spending too much well, time with his Mike Diodato Studios guys. That's exactly the problem is I think that his studio was drawing too much of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah for real. And uh, there were just there was too much variance in quality. I mean, when the anatomy gets different from book to book, you yeah. know that there's got to be something going on. And then, so that I, now I need ten, right? Actually, I, you, 
arguably Mike Deodato is like the John Buscema of the aughts. Get the hell out He's of here, dude. He's done that much Avengers content. Yeah. We're about to fight. No, I'm just saying in terms of him being like the guy who draws the yeah, book yeah. for years and years and years. All right, number- I think I mean, he's probably in his career at this point. He's probably best known as an Avengers artist because he's done books for so long. Dude. He drew a substantial amount of the Brian Michael Bendis run. But honestly, he did Dark Avengers. He did a lot of Avengers related stuff over these last 15 years. All right, and then I'm going to round out my list with. Uh, well, yeah, it's I mean, be a tie. Thor, isn't ten? It? No, no, he's nine. Okay, so Black Widow was eight, and the Thor's nine. Is that right? And then ten is going to be a three-way tie. Okay, Hulk. U.S. Agent and Wonder Man, and we're not going to discuss 10. No, we are totally going to discuss 10. Nope. I want you to explain U.S. Agent. Because he was such a big deal with the West Coast Avengers. And then he was he, such a good mixer, right? And then he carried into uh, Force Works, too, and he was such a dick in that book. So you liked him because he was... He took over for Hawkeye. U.S. Yeah. Agent and Hawkeye were basically the same guy. Right. Well, because we've talked about this in the past, my exposure to Hawkeye was different than yours because I knew him as the leader of the West Coast Avengers. So he was sort of like the other Captain America because he was a much more responsible, less dickish guy when I was reading his appearances. And then U.S. Agent, of course, is the guy gardener of the West Coast Avengers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. And I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. Because it's not just a matter of, like you said, Hawkeye was the Wolverine of the Avengers, but Guy Gardner takes it to a whole other level where right. like nobody likes him, nobody respects respects him he's barely tolerated that kind of thing yeah and really for me whenever i think u.s agent i don't think captain america when i think u.s agent i think west coast avengers mm-hmm. i think avenger same with wonder man even though he's wonder man everybody fucking caps on wonder man that was my that was a big chunk of my era is has wonder man all in it well again force works he was one of the guys in there wait didn't he did he die early in the force works and yeah, that would have like so. the first issue or something yeah. yeah okay but he was he was almost throughout the entirety of avengers west coast right yeah yeah for me that's one of the defining characteristics of the ca- Guy. Plus, for some random reason, I had the Wonder Man special that came out in the mid '80s. With the, of all things, I think Bill Sienkiewicz did the cover to the Holy Wonder Man shit, special. A Wonder Man Sienkiewicz. And I don't know who the artist was on the interiors, but that's back when he was still wearing the stupid vest. Yeah, uh, not like a vest, that jacket, the that jacket. Po- poofy like director's jacket, and yep. the sunglasses and stuff. So he was such a cheeseball character. But because you wanted the West Coast Avengers to look like they were on the West Coast, and Wonder Man was always really good about that. Plus, the Gerard Jones, Jeff Johnson series was really good about integrating him as both a superhero and a movie actor slash stuntman type guy. So if I was going to cast today Wonder Man, a Wonder Man movie, sure, it's The Rock. No. Yes, it's no, The Rock. No, really? Yeah, he's so fucking cheeseball, it's got to be The Rock. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, he would look a lot better. Or. Than, he'd look a lot better in those muscle shirts he was wearing. Or what's his fuck. Okay, you're going to have to be a little bit more specific. Oh, shit. The dude from 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. Oh, Channing Tatum? Channing Tatum. Channing my as Tatum. As Wonder Man. Oh, my God. I would hate that movie. You know he's playing Gambit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, which uh, is, I think, perfect. And I then, think uh, be pretty... except he's going to have to do an accent, and it's going to be the worst fucking movie ever. <laughs> but that's the thing. Do you really want a legit Cajun accent from Gambit, or do you want to be a ridiculous, over-the-top stereotype? I don't know. I lean toward the, the latter. I, I, lean K- to, I lean towards don't make him Cajun. Machere? No, you no gotta, stop he's it. He's got to have the fucking accent. He's got to have it. No. And then Hulk, just because Hulk, Hulk's an Avenger, but Hulk's not an Avenger. I wasn't going to ask you about the Hulk. I know yep. he's the founder, and he's one of the iconic Marvel heroes, and blah, blah, blah. And then we got plenty of, probably, could probably crack the list, depending on my day, your Miss Marvels, your Captain Marvels, your Black Panthers. Yeah, it, it, depending on Ron, who's handling right, them. Yeah. Right, right, right. Her, I like Hercules a lot, because he was in that Busima run. Mm-hmm. I actually, as an Avenger, I like Hercules better than Thor. I, I can totally see that. He just fits in better I can totally Thor. see that, yeah, yeah, for sure. But only with the beard. I hate it when he was rocking the long hair and with a clean shaven uh, oh, yeah, in the 90s. Was that was not a good look. Mike Dio Jr. did he a did that. Of, yeah, well, actually, he, he, did, did, he did a special, uh, uh, Peter Dave, yeah, the, yeah. The, where they really showed how far Hercules had fallen by having Hulk just own God. him. Absolutely trashed by te- incredible hulks. By the way, I just want to say fuck Mr. Fix It because we're actually talking about the Hulk and this cocksucker ain't even paying attention to what we're doing. Dumbass list. I'm sitting there. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to make up a list in my head because I haven't really read. Oh, no, 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 no. Your list is different. Your, your list, list is going to be different. All oh, okay. three of us are going to have different lists. Oh, okay. I thought that's what I saw. I was sitting there. I was like, fuck. I don't even know that many Avengers. Trust me. I'm. Uh, your yours is going to be cool. Okay. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll be good. Calabac to Sad. It is I, Dark Side. I command you to listen to the Who's Who podcast. Uncover the powers and weaknesses of the Super Friends so that I may destroy them. Aquaman and Superman, Animal Man and Plastic Man, Firestorm and Nuclear Man, Batman and Hawkman, Judy Man and Hour Man. Who are all these people, man? They're all part of the DC. Who's who? Ultra Boy and Mr. Gold, Lightning Lass and Diplomat of Fans. 
What? What about that one guy? What guy? Mr. Pretzel, Mr. Lipstick, Mr. Mitzelfuzzle? Mr. Mitzi's Pitlick? Yeah, him. He's also part of the DC Who's Who. Who's Who, the definitive podcast of the DC Universe. Available monthly at Aquaman Shrine, Firestorm Fan, and on iTunes and Stitcher as part of the Fire and Water podcast. That was for our brief intermission. Okay, so that's the end of our. And did you have any comments on his top ten list? No, I mean he. He is there anybody you felt like he missed that should have been on the top ten Avengers list that you felt got slighted? Yeah, I like Beast. Beast is Beast Beast is right up there, especially when Perez was drawing him. Yeah, I always thought I like Beast, and it's got to be the blue furry Beast, none of this other bullshit version. And then I guess another Avenger that because there were so many. I remember you did that list, and it just went on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I always liked Beast, and I thought another good Avenger. I think U.S. Agent was a good pick. I would have never thought of that one. That was a good pick. Um, Really date myself. Yeah, you're definitely a child of the '90s if you're bringing up freaking U.S. Agent and Wonder Man. No, '80s. He was pretty hardcore in the '80s. I don't even know that he was that. Relevant in the '90s because he had a big comeback in the aughts. If you and I don't really know, honestly, that top ten list. I don't know if that's best Avengers. I don't know. That's just sort of ranking. Yeah, that's, my putting you on the spot. That's okay. what you came up with. It's interesting. Yeah. So, well, like I always liked. Uh, what was it Black Knight? Yeah, I like oh, Black yeah, Knight. Black too. Knight was good too. Good, good in that Busima run. Yeah, and I liked, I liked him. Uh, he was one of the highlights of the Bob Harris, Steve Apting years as well. I yeah. hated that he was running around with the stupid lightsaber, the plasma sword. Yeah. But I liked how integral he was to the story of the Gatherers and how he was the most compromised Avenger and his relationship with Cersei was cool. So it was a highlight of that period. It wasn't a, a well-loved period, but that was kind of like the only time I really read Avengers besides uh, uh, Buzik Perez. I, was, I, was, I remember reading... Yeah, honestly, I think probably uh, Black Knight and Vision were probably two of the main characters of that whole run, right? Yeah, yeah. Seemed yeah. like everything probably revolved around those well, two. I don't even Tan know the Vision. Vision as much, really. It was really... Milky mo- White Vision. Yeah. yeah, man. You think? Yeah. Eh, maybe. He had the... I, you know, I'll t- I gotta say this, too. I think that Steve Epting's Vision costume from that time period, when they switched him from the white to the... the Sleeker, more modified red, green, yellow suit. I, I think that's his best suit. I've, I've I don't know if like I'm, I'm not remembering. It's the one where it's basically. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think any other any other who since you've read more recent Avengers issues, who would you have taken out of my shitty list and put in somebody like dude in the last five years in the Bendis run or something like that? Well, no, no. I mean, okay. If, you, if we're gonna go there, actually, I enjoyed the Dark Avengers the best. I liked when they had uh, Bullseye as the Hawkeye, Wolverine's bastard kid. Uh, what was he? I'm trying to remember who else was in the Dark Avengers. Uh, you had Venom. I mean, it was that was kind of a cool. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I just like that. I, I, I don't want to hear about so. Venom being. In the, I don't want to hear about Venom. Well, no, being. but see, he did Venom the right way. He wasn't. Sure. He wasn't this you know goofy chasing Spider-Man thing. I mean, they literally they were feeding him uh, scrolls after the Scroll War. They would take a scroll under to feed him just to keep him fed, and he was. I mean, I, I just, I've always liked Bullseye. I always thought Bullseye was a cool character. And it was I nice did, to hey, see him. Hey, I think you're a cool character. <laughs> you too, man. Oh, right back at you. That was good. Uh, but Jeff Johns' run was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I, I like the Jeff Johns' run a lot. I, I really think that's underrated. So yeah, who were okay. big in the who, – who, who was uh... – um, He mostly just carried over the same guys that Buzik had with the, with the addition of, I think, Scott Lang. Well, he Scott kept the Lang. core, didn't he? He kept the core of Avengers. Yeah, he, he kept most of those guys, but he, he added the Scott Lang, Ant-Man, yeah. and uh, T'Challa was in it a lot more. Yeah, oh, and, Black Panther. Black, yeah, Black Panther. That's and uh, uh, Jack of Hearts was the big yeah. one where it's like this guy, but he was pretty cool in that run. Yeah, actually. he was pretty cool in that one. But uh, they made a big deal about that. Because uh, Jeff Johns is, was used to writing for DC back when that was a good thing, and uh, they, Marvel was very big on the decompression. So there was complaints, or at least it was a apocryphal story where he'd submit a script, and Marvel would cut that script in half and do two issues. One issue's worth of script would be two issues published because of Marvel's decompression, how they liked their scripts to be written. Yeah, was, I thought it was a good run, though. I plus that quite a famous bit. scene where uh, Wasp was laying down and Ant Man is crawling up the sheets. After coitus, I think uh, I think of he was all damp. Yeah, he was yeah. all damp. Moist. Well, that was and that was when they started kind of doing cool shit with the villains too, because Whirlwind ends up going to like what a whorehouse and beating up a a. Uh... No, that was Mark Miller in. Uh, uh, oh, maybe it no, was. that was no, because he was, was beating yeah. up prostitutes to look like Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, Dine, and I, was, right? I remember thinking, wow, Whirlwind, really? Like the dude that looked like you know Iron Man's bastard son in a green helmet, and he's beating on a chick. My he favorite. Looked like, no, what he looked like? He looked like the dildo from Seven. That's what Whirlwind looks <laughs> oh, like. Oh no, dude, don't! I fucked her. I fucked her. <laughs> oh, edit all this out, dude. No, no, it stays in. Seven is the worst, it stays dude. In. Seven is. Do me, do me. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> and what'd you do? I fucked her. I fucked. Her. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. 
don't go see seven ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great movie. But I remember, like, his run was, and maybe you know this because Frank knows this shit like crazy. The first half of his run, because he broke it into two trades, the first half felt really cool. And John's, right? John's, yeah. Okay. And then the second one felt, I don't know, not like not so much him anymore. It kind of lost steam. I know, uh, I know he does I, I that. I think he was trying to write for Marvel, and uh, it may not have been his forte, but I thought there was some good stuff on the latter well, half. I, I read his well. thing. The, when he did the thing, and that was pretty good. And he did Vision, those little short four issues. And yeah, I didn't read the. Th- I don't think I read the thing when I read the Vision one. I wasn't very impressed well, with I it. Like and I, I think that's the first time he worked with Ivan Reese, who he formed a really strong, mm-hmm. long term creative collaboration with. I was going to say something, I forgot it. But that was a, that's that's probably the, the only other run I can think of is a Perez and uh, Buziak run. I remember because well, I mean it's Perez. He's a god. Warbird and all this. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old joke. Frank doesn't pronounce it thesaurus. He pronounces it thesaurus. Thesaurus? And when I asked him what the fuck is a thesaurus, he's like, I don't believe in saying it thesaurus. It sounds like a goddamn dinosaur. Three friends. Come, my baby. The world is not right. The Looney Tunes Lions comes out. Too many topics. Please, uh, save my Galvatron. Uh, it's just so much been there, done that. Super cookie-cutter hip-hop with it. One podcast. The lead singer of Nickelback doesn't have demons. He gave away his heart. Zero fucks given. How sad is it that Axl Rose didn't kill himself for OD? Django. 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 Where did the plastic stop and the human flesh start? Oh, no. Tony, you're close. We're going to take you out of the podcast. The World's Fine Podcast. And it's just so well done. So just because people around you laugh doesn't mean that it was good in the movie. No offense to the people around you, but uh, we had a lady next to me who had like 17 orgasms during the movie. In the trail, when uh, fucking Paul Blart and Adam Sandler were on the screen for that Pixel movie, I thought that she was having a crisis. Like... So she thought she loved everything about it. So, uh, but she's not up, on the fucking podcast. By the way, since you're bringing up the trailers, I just want to say I'm not going to talk shit about Fantastic Four anymore. I actually did like that trailer, and I want to get a chance in to now. watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of interested in it. Welcome to my side. Thank you. Well, the the other thing too is I didn't like how the early teasers made it seem like they were ashamed of being a comic book movie, and this most recent trailer introduces those characters, and now they're getting to the characters. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with those. Characters. And did we totally call Sue Storm adopted? I want to say in one of our early. I'm not sure about We're that. like, how the hell is Johnny Storm black? How are they still brother and sisters? And, then and I was like, well, yeah. maybe she's adopted. Possibly, I think yeah. she might be. I don't know. My no, she, no, she is. They, oh, I think we made no, she, I believe she's the adopted one. Yeah, they, Johnny Storm's dad is the guy who's the head of the organization. I, I, that, I saw the trailer. Yeah. Okay. When I, the only thing I was disappointed. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, the only thing I was disappointed was there was no Star Wars trailer. I really. Uh, I, 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 that's I, surprising, actually. I, I was I, very surprised, but I, when you think about it, it is still way out. But I, I would have figured they would have dropped something. Just yeah. something. Yeah, no, you, I know. If, if it's already on the internet, form. why wouldn't you? Like, you have this well, they showed form. it in theaters. Actually, you know what? It might Remember, you can problem? go in and sit down but and dude, watch this it. Was, this would be like putting a nuclear bomb on top of a gas can next to dynamite. Like, you would have just blown it up so much more. Yeah. I, I, well, I but, but hold on. I just thought something, though. This is what would have happened. Yeah. As the kids say, people would have been turnt. It would get people turnt, T-U-R-N-T. Yeah, I'm out of the loop. Fuck I'm them. old. You have to explain yeah. that. You, you'd get turnt. Okay, here's my theory. It sounds like something you clear up a penicillin, but okay. My theory is Avengers it has been out for a week or two in other markets. They only released the Star Wars trailer because they knew somebody at Celebration was going to leak some camp cell phone no. footage. So they probably didn't have it on these prints because they weren't going to release it necessarily. And certainly they didn't want to have it released no, weeks I, early in the international markets. I don't think there's any reason behind it. I think they just fucked up. Yeah, I think I think they were just like, ah, Star, Wars can, Star Wars can stand in its own. Turned 10 years ago was crunk. Does that make it make more sense? I love it. So people, if people would have gone to go see Avengers and get surprised by a Star Wars trailer, if this was 2003, they, the before 2003, they would have been crunk like they would have been burning down the building right and and now they would be turned oh okay besides that there was no really any good trailers yeah there were some bad trailers i was shocked i'm thinking avengers 2 you're really gonna pull out your a although i will say the ryan reynolds mandarin trailer i'm not interested nah Uh, it went somewhere where i didn't think it was gonna go at first i'm like what is what the fuck is this shit is this parent swap or some fucking shit like that or whatever freaky friday where they switch and now he's old man now he's a young guy and then it went fucking off the rails crazy and he's losing his memories and stuff and i I looked over at our good friend frank and i go i am a teacher (laughs) san andreas Oh, oh my man. god. And when I looked over and said, Fast 8 looks weird. 
They're in boats. They're in helicopters now. But that is the rockiest rock movie I think that he's made so far. I think I think he does this shit on purpose. Like he's like, I'm gonna make some really bad movies and people are gonna because I I I watched Hercules. Holy shit, that movie's horrible. It's bad. I I tell you what though, if in some point during the scene he would have rock bottomed somebody, (laughs) or if he would have, or like the people's eyebrow, San Andreas goes crazy because he does the people's elbow on it. I would go see it. I would have been turned if that would have happened. If I he think would, at one if point, he would have slowly do- pulled his <laughs> elbow pad off and then threw it and then fucking just rah, rah, right on San Andreas' no. fault. And then what? shit goes. Now, now goes there, I, I could have swore I saw a scene he did do the people's uh, eyebrow when he's in a helicopter. I don't think he can't not do the people's and eyebrow. And he looked over and some chick's like running off a building that's about to collapse. Never mind, everyone else is dying in the building. But that who, one was, woman, who was his daughter? It wasn't that, that old that chick movie. that he saved. I don't think so. No, whoever play, was playing his daughter, she's a unique, attractive young lady. Well, I just thought he was interesting. Unless that- she's not of age. And then we're, <laughs> we're going to edit this out. Uh, Check I, that IMDb for me, Frank. Thanks, buddy. Hi, I'm Alexander Daddario. I just thought it was interesting that Fast 7 has him with this little girl, and then he goes over to San Andreas, and all of a sudden he's got a full-grown woman as his daughter. So he's got to play fast and loose with his age, and he can get away with it, I think. Yeah. He's pushing fucking 50, though. Is he? Yeah. Wow. The one thing I do like, too, is that they're always doing these movies where the guy is doing things? these feats of strength where it's like, oh, I'm going to try to burst this open. And he's the one guy who's big enough where it's like, okay, maybe you can burst this thing open that, you know, with his inhuman strength that no one else could believe anyone would have. Hey, believable. He, he's almost like a Wonder Man. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't look like a movie Wonder Man would have been in the comic books. I think you have to have the hair. Yeah, the hair. Because him with a wig is a I, bad thing. I always thought thing. he looked more like Ares. I thought he could pull off Ares. Big axe, helmet, just start swinging axe around at everybody. Dinah Lance is a fighter, and her one-woman war is against the czars of crime, the frightened men who dread the blonde bombshell, otherwise known as Black Canary. Writer Robert Kaniger and artist Carmine Infantino created Black Canary in 1947. She debuted as a masked femme fatale that kind of skirted the law, but pretty quickly she evolved into a civic-minded crime fighter. She has mastered multiple martial arts disciplines in unarmed combat forms. Her canary cry, when properly focused, is powerful enough to punch a hole through a wall. Black Canary has, in one form or another, been part of multiple incarnations of the Justice League, the Justice Society, and Birds of Prey. I freaking fell in love with Black Canary, and I'm proud to podcast about her adventures in comics and television. Flowers and Fishnets, a Black Canary podcast. Oh, top ten. Top ten cinematic Avengers. Ah, that's not fair, dude. There's only been two movies. No, the top ten cinematic Avengers. Remember, almost everybody that's been in a Marvel movie that's a superhero is now an Avenger. All the sidekicks are Avengers now. Okay, well then I'm going to be biased. So, so okay, I'll, I'll put Hulk number one. Are oh, you going to start from the front, oh, yeah. front to back? Okay, yeah. Hulk one, uh, Beast two. Wait, Beast? Yeah, no, 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 Marvel cinematic burn. universe. No sick burn on your list. He gets to count Beast. He's, an, no. he's an Avenger and he's in the movies. Yeah. No, Marvel okay, no, cinematic. He, he said universe. cinematic Avenger. Okay. Whatever. Oh, fuck, dude. Then I. Movies that have already been made, or yes, so it can't be future movies. No, there's not a lot then. You, like, I know there's only like twelve of them. I made it fucking easy for you. Rank them. It's not really a ranking. And just pick them. Okay, so and besides that, are Hulk, you seriously Cap, Iron just, Man? Just one thing too. Seriously, the cinematic beast you think would be your number two Avenger? <laughs> the cinematic beast, the guy played by the About a Boy dude and fucking Frazier. That's your number two Avenger. I thought he pulled he pulled off Beast pretty well. So you like that better than than uh, Iron Man? You had Beast as number two. Yes, well, you did. Well, no, Hulk I and picked, then Beast is what you said. Yeah, I like Beast, dude. I do. I you actually, like Beast better than Iron Man? You want to see that Beast movie franchise? You want dude, to see I've seen Iron Man Beast enough times. Movies. You're out of the podcast. You're out of the. Podcast. We're done. I'm just gonna pause this now. That's fine. <laughs> No, it's, I think it's an unfair, unfair. Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe top ten. Number one's the Hulk because you like the Hulk so much. I'm trying to think what fucking Avengers have been in other movies. Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Falcon, War Machine, well, just, Black Widow. Just then, just the Avengers movie, movie. Like just. Right, right, but he's saying rank them. Yeah, but rank them. Which ones do you like? And which ones do you not like? Okay, so if I'm gonna have to rank them, of course it'd be Hulk, Cap next, Iron Man. Well, Cap above Iron Man, seriously. Yeah. There's something about Cap, dude. He just he, he's unshakable in his faith and his belief. Like Iron Man will drink and he'll fucking fall apart. Hard and he'll pick up some cap. You can't shake him. You you smash him and he just he can take a beat and just keeps coming at you. So I respect that. Um, Iron Man is just because because of the way Robert Downey Jr. plays him. I think he's, I I don't know if I could read him in a book. 
I've never really read Iron Man comics. In, in a, We're talking about cinematic universe, so don't worry about okay. it. Okay, so but as and being portrayed on on a film, I thought Robert Downey Jr. does an amazing job every time, except for maybe Iron Man three. I got to agree, kind of weak. Um, I would say next, I, I would have to go definitely Hawkeye. I really do. I, I've I've because after well, this, this movie, movie obviously, yeah, Hawkeye yeah, I figured up. this movie would affect the ratings. So. Um, then Nick Fury. Has he ever been an Avenger? Yeah, I'll I count, count it. I count him. Sure. Okay, Nick Fury. So where's that? At? Where am I? At? Five. Okay, so I got five more. Um, well, definitely War Machine. War Machine's been fun. Um, Thor is dropping. Yeah, I, was, I guess I would put Thor right after War Machine. Well, right off the bat, though, you're putting Thor after War Machine. Well, because he's he's a god, but really in the movies, he hasn't really done anything godly yet. He's thrown lightning bolts. Yeah, it's, Storm does that, too. surprisingly unimpressive yeah, for same amount of god. First, yeah. yeah, I mean, I really expect some real shit from him, even, even his own films. Um, okay, so I got Black Widow left. Got twins. Oh, the vision. You know, I'm sorry. I put the vision. Uh, no, I put the vision right after Thor because okay. he hasn't really done anything mm-hmm. to really blow me away yet. But he's he visually was he very cool. cool. Yeah. So where am I? At? Eight. Yeah. So I got two left. Ooh, that's a hard one because I got what three? You got Falcon. You got the twins. Black Widow. Maria Hill, obviously. If you rank Maria Hill, you're out of the podcast. One hundred. <laughs> I would probably put Black Widow with my nine. Poor 10. Black Widow. She's really low on your list. Why is she so low on your list? I just don't. Find her as an an engaging character. I thought it would like. I I get she helps the plot. She probably would have been eleven before this movie, and maybe with the flashbacks, yeah. she creeped up like, a little. Yeah, more. no, she definitely creeped up. The flashbacks were neat. That to me added layers to her. But up to now, really, it's just like a femme fatale. Like who she could be replaced with? Fucking Electra or Typhoid Mary, Mockingbird. Yeah, th- there was nothing really. Mockingbird's that made her. really fucking cool on the shield, by the way. Uh, what I've seen so far, yeah, she kind of looks like what a Mockingbird would be. The Sucks. character Hawkeye's. Yeah, and plus she's not in the. Wait, you know, the TV you can never link her. Yeah, I, I, oh, I well, didn't, but, I didn't. but uh, you can't count Mockingbird though because she's not in the in Avengers. The, uh, yeah, see, yeah. Well, so she no. is an Avenger, though, ain't she? In West the Coast. comics, but no. In the comics, but cinematic, cinematic universe. Cinematic. Okay, so I guess mine. Uh, the last one that's uh, we got the twins. Not Quicksilver because you didn't seem to like Quicksilver that much. Falcon. Falcon was actually kind of annoying. Like he, they. I guess he just isn't flushed out very well. Dude with a backpack with wings. I mean, nothing real special there. I agree. I'll just, I'll have to go Quicksilver. Over Charlotte Witch? Yeah. Scar- she just wasn't, I, I know y'all would, would, I guess y'all saw more in her than I did. I just didn't feel she was developed very much. She's, you know, Stevie Nicks doing a weird shit and you see weird shit. At least, you know, Max said, you know, the whole, the AK-47 shot and, you know, he, he's, he was the aggressor. He was the one that was ready to take the fight where she's kind of more of the, she would stand back, she would have visions and this and that. So, I guess that would be my picks. Okay. The siblings. They called them twins, but yeah, they then the movie says, what, did the Quicksilver say he was 12 Yeah, he said I'm 12, 12 minutes older. 12 minutes older. Okay, so they were twins then. Yeah. And, and, the and then it also sets up this thing, huh? Were in the Avengers, in the in the comic book world, were they twins? I want to say they were, weren't they? It sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you do realize in the, in the, real quick, in the X-Men world, Quicksilver's older than his sister, because there's a scene at the end whenever Magneto's doing a speech, and they show Quicksilver holding his sister, and of course she's way younger than he is. I, I honest to God, I completely missed that. Yeah. I didn't even realize that was supposed to be the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And I'm not sure that, that was intentional either. It might have just been... Because I'm not sure if um, Fox has rights to Scarlet Witch. I know they have the rights to Quicksilver because they have the rights to the X-Factor characters. Mm-hmm. But since Scarlet Witch has pretty exclusively been an Avenger aside from the times when she was a villain in the early issues of X-Men, I don't know if they have the rights to use that character or not. Okay. Yeah, because I remember... I've, I've seen the movie a couple of times and I always thought that was strange that she was a child there and we see in this movie they call her twin. They call them twins. I'm thinking... Okay, well, I, I just I, Not I don't the I don't I, yeah. the only the only contact I have with Scarlet Witch is whenever she did No More Mutants, and then we had the No More Mutant World for a while there. Oh, House of M. House of M. That's that's. I've Which is never... another thing that Mac completely missed out on. He, really? he was gone well That was actually pretty him. decent. That was pretty decent. I like the Hulk in that one. He hung out with the Aber- Aborigines. So just, cool. just to let you know, Mac, what it was is, I don't know, how was House of Them created? Uh, oh, and it was, wasn't it when... Well, Luke... no, she found out her kids didn't really exist. She, her kids were like figments of her imagination that her and the vision, you know, got busy. That's, that's I thought that was a long time ago, though. Is it? I thought that was part of... I yeah, that's, that's what she well, freaked well, out. Because her, yeah. her mind was fractured. Well, anyway, when House of M, what happened is through whatever means that we don't remember, no. mutants took over the Earth and they were the dominant uh, species on Earth in this well, alternate timeline. But at the end of that, well, Grant- Scarlet Witch was convinced to do the whole No More Mutants thing, which caused the event decimation where only a few hundred mutants were left on Earth for a while. 187. Okay. Well, but you got to remember, 
building up to that, Grant Morrison and them were doing the X-Men, and there was mutants popping up everywhere. There was mutant artwork, mutant music, mutant club. So they kind of saturated the world where the world was fifty, almost you know, almost 50-50% mutant and human. They were trying to rein in all the stuff that Grant Morrison yeah, did, I, I, basically. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what they were trying to do. Because that's something that Grant Morrison fans were complaining about, is after he left X-Men, it seemed like Marvel made a mission to... Backpedal on everything that Grant Morrison had done during no. his run. Yeah, but it was it was cool. Okay, so anyhow, tangent. Um, we we do it a lot. Obviously, the people who create comic books want you to read the things. Comic books aren't meant to be precious. They're pop art. They're junk culture. But there are culture. If you're listening to this podcast, it's your culture. Most people, when they talk about comic books, they're talking about the so-called big two, Marvel Comics and DC Comics. It strikes us, though, that the entire comic book industry is undervalued by the general public. As comic aficionados, we'd like to have a podcast out there that covers the entire rest of the industry, and for that purpose, we will be your underguides. If you're sitting around and you find yourself bitching about comic books all the time and how comic books suck and how back in your day comic books were good, take a listen to the underguides and you'll maybe open up a little doorway to some independent comic books that you hadn't read before. It doesn't have Spider-Man in it, or a Wolverine, or a Green Lantern in it. But it talks about people's lives and stuff and sometimes you can identify with. If you're wondering where all the good writers and stuff went that don't write your comic books anymore, they're making independent stuff. So maybe we, we may cover it, and you may find something you can go, go check out. And then for me... Hey, Frank, what's your top ten list, buddy? The Marvel Superhero Blog Team-Up. That's right. We went up and dug out Harry Carey for this portion. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Frank. I don't even know Harry Carey. I just know a Will Ferrell's impression of Harry Carey. Really? You've never seen... You've never watched I have. A, a I, mean, I have, no? but I think everybody just does the impression that Will Ferrell does. I never realized he It's was. easier to em- emulate Will Ferrell than it is to emulate... See, also... Well, you know what they say? Hey, it. tell us your top ten list. After after the person dies, it's always better to uh, remember the legend. So cool. So uh, I'm gonna do the Doosh. top. I'm gonna do the top ten worst Avengers, and I cheated like a motherfucker all over this thing. Well, right, apparently, right you top. fucking actually got to pick, sit there, and think about the asshole. Hell yeah! Well, he had it's his podcast. He gets yeah. to do the fucking. Nah, well, I, I got special stuff. No, I, I did warn Illegal Machine about the top, his top ten list. You didn't warn me. Advanced. No, that's not true. I didn't warn you we, because I couldn't because you had to see the Avengers first. That's not true. We, we tossed around like fifteen different top ten ideas. I didn't realize <laughs> that was going to be the one that we did. Wait, is this one that goes with the rest of the group? Yeah. To see what happens, though. Okay, I want to do a new one. My top ten worst. Release Avengers. it as like a Thursday. Just put this together as like a Thursday. I'm thinking about it. So yeah. anyway, number ten, the very concept of an honorary Avenger. Also, the very concept of an honorary Justice League member. I fucking hate how all the Guardians of the Galaxy are honorary Avengers. Rick Jones, Rick is Jones an honorary man. Avengers. Like Quasar. I, you, know, you always have to. T- well, actually, he was a BJ Avenger. and the Bear looking right. motherfucker. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Hasn't technically everyone in the Marvel Universe been an Avenger? Yes, yeah, it's pretty this goddamn so weird. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just hate that concept because. You always have to mention all these honorary guys. And if you think about it, an honorarium, it's meaningless. Elvis Presley was an honorary member of, like, I don't know, the CIA or some FBI. shit. Steven yeah. Seagal is an honorary member of some Arizona police force. No, you're not. You're fucking Steven Seagal. Shut the fuck up. Which is way so, more badass than the police force, right? Yeah. But go ahead. Continue. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I hate that concept. No more honorary Avengers. No more. Anytime you bring up the Avengers, you shouldn't have to bring up these honorary Avengers because they suck. Number nine, the forgotten one. Because everybody fucking forgets that guy was ever an Avenger. I don't even because know who the fuck he was. Doesn't he get he, points he, for his name being exactly what he's like? Yeah. Well, no. Uh, he, he was some. He was a fucking. He was an obscure Eternal. Okay. Yeah. I can barely name any of the Eternals, and he's an obscure member of the Eternals. He's one of those guys, and you have this a lot with the Avengers and a lot with super teams, where you've got a writer who is a fan of one particular book and so they pull like some character that nobody gives a shit about that nobody ever heard of and they put them in the big team book to give them greater exposure like Patsy Walker okay sure um <laughs> It's so arbitrary. It's so much a fanficy kind of thing to do. You know, this guy never amounted to anything. He's best known for being the guy that nobody ever remembers as an Avenger. So I hate those types of characters getting thrown onto super teams. If you're an Avenger, you should fucking earn it. If you're in the leaguer, you should fucking earn it. Number eight, Human Torch One, the Golden Age Human Torch. Android. Because you open that fucking door to all that shit with the Vision. Where it's oh totally overcomplicated, it, it convolutes everything. There's no reason for the Golden Age Human Torch to be Avenger. It just opens up some doors that don't need to be opened. It makes everything too fucking complicated. Just explaining why he became an Avenger because he's supposed to be the first body of the Vision or some shit like that. I don't even fucking know. I, I you know I'm pretty hard to go into this stuff, so I just hate that. 
Number seven, Mantis. Oh, from... Uh, yeah. I know he's Okay. Home. Mantis, right off the bat, you have to explain to people that she's a Vietnamese Alien. barmaid prostitute, celestial Madonna, she, who married a plant man, dead version of Swordsman. I, I, I think that's Nicki Minaj's origin, too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like the best representation of a lot of gross, fucked up racial issues, sexual issues with the Avengers. Definitely Guys Nicki Minaj. Like <laughs> <laughs> Guys like Rage and Triathlon and Silverclaw. These are characters. Two chains. Should never have been Avengers. It was just some writer with a really bad idea. You know, Silverclaw, what's her thing? She can turn in the bestial. She has the bestial powers of only the animals from her particular nation. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of my Avengers team. I just hate that shit. Triathlon, he existed because Kurt Busiek had to do an extended story where he had a analog for Scientology. And Triathlon himself, besides having a hideous costume, he's the, the guy who has his, like the power of three dudes. It's, no, no. It's not enough to be a fucking Avenger, okay? I, be, I believe he went on to have a great career in uh, adult films. Uh, number six, Doctor Strange. What? Not Kurt Busiek, Triathlon. <laughs> Uh, Doctor Strange, number six. Because Doctor Strange, for starters, the the Defenders. I wish that I, I hate that everybody's an Avenger nowadays. And Doctor Strange was a Defender. The reason why the Defenders team existed is because they had put four guys together. Doctor Strange, the Hulk, Silver Surfer, and Submariner, who had no business being on any other teams. They're too powerful. They're too unwieldy. They're, they're, they're just too out there. And so the only way they could work is if you smoosh them all together onto one team. Some guys are outsiders. Some guys just don't fit the mold. They don't don't fit as the core as a part of that core super team. Doctor Strange is just too weird of a dude. He's a guy who should be on his own, or he should be in a weird clutch like the Defenders. When you put him in the Avengers, you make him weaker, and you make the Avengers seem like they don't have anything you like. They already had their own Doctor Strange. They, were, they had Doctor Druid. Yeah. The whole reason cool. for Doctor Druid to exist is he's the Doctor Strange of the Avengers. So use him. Do what you want to do with him. You don't need the actual Doctor Strange on your Avengers because he doesn't work anyway. He's way too powerful, and the types of Avengers he have, the Avengers don't suit. They're not into all the kind of psychedelic shit that he's into. Number five, Daredevil. Because Daredevil is a blind guy with ninja skills who defends Hell's Kitchen. And when you put him on a super team, it's like, what the hell is this random vigilante guy without very impressive powers doing in the fucking Avengers and how do you ruin that character how do you how do you resolve Frank Miller's Daredevil with the cosmic scope of the Avengers it just doesn't fucking work you ruin Daredevil stories because why doesn't Daredevil call the Avengers for such and such such because he's too fucking small time and he doesn't have their number he's just Daredevil so it just it ruins the character by having him be an Avenger number four Mr. Fantastic because the only reason the Fantastic he has his team he's on the Fantastic Four. Anybody else in the Fantastic Four can be an Avenger, sure, whatever. You want the thing to be an Avenger for a while? Fine. But Mr. Fantastic is the Fantastic Four. He's It's anybody, named after it's him. It's named after him, basically, yeah. If he needs a team, he's going to gather three other guys, and they're his team. He has no business being an Avenger. He's the one he can't guy count to, to five. He, he can only count to four. Yeah. He doesn't really have any charisma either. He doesn't have a good reason to exist if he's not a member of the Fantastic Four. And the Fantastic Four don't have a reason to exist without Mr. Fantastic in it because he's the driving force of that team. You can't just have him go off and be on another it's team. It's like it doesn't Professor work. X being on the Fantastic Four. It's right. Like, no, you're it's Professor X. You're the, they're yeah. called the X-Men, okay? Uh, number three, everybody who's been an Avenger since 2012 because everybody's been an Avenger since 2012. Jonathan Hickman's brought in fuckers from fucking New Universe to be members of the Justice League. I mean, the sorry. Whoa. Actually, he's brought in the he's brought in an analogs of the Justice League into the Avengers. Like the analog teams are in there. Everybody's a fucking Avenger. You got Avengers AI, which is nothing but robots, and the Vision's a part of that team. You got the fucking Mighty Avengers, which is the ethnic group. Number two, Wolverine. Oh yeah, I was gonna say because what the fuck is Wolverine doing in the Avengers? Because he's, because mutant. Yeah, he's 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 a murderer. He's a fucking you know he's he's a dirty scummy creepy dude. He's a little midget. Hey, guy. He's supposed to be in the X-Men. He's supposed to represent this this minority group that everybody hates and nobody wants anything to do with. And because he's he's a criminal, so he's got no business in the Avengers. If he's going to have friction with uh, the straight-laced guy on his team, it's supposed to be Cyclops, not Captain America. And Wolverine's in every fucking thing. Let somebody just be an Avenger. Let Hawkeye be the Wolverine of the Avengers because that's what he was doing before Wolverine was even created. And finally, the number one worst Avenger of all time is goddamn Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man ruins the Avengers because his whole point is he's supposed to be the outsider. He's a guy who teams up with everybody, but he's not a member of anybody's team because he's the fucking nerd. That's part of his essential appeal. He's the everyman. He's not the guy who ever gets to graduate to be an Avenger. And once the Avengers take him on, it means they've taken on the scrub, the guy that everybody's supposed to be kind of distrustful of, the kind of creepy, weird, nerdy guy. Every time you have an Avengers team with Spider-Man in it, it's Spider-Man and his amazing friends. They stop being Avengers. They just become secondary characters to one of those popular heroes in the world. And you ruin Spider-Man by having him an Avenger because it betrays the basic concept of the character. Both groups are diminished by the association. It ruins them. You're not. It's not special to be an Avenger anymore, and you're not special to be Spider-Man anymore because he's just like every other Marvel superhero. He's a fucking Avenger. Yeah. Well, and, and the bottom line is, look, Avengers are kind of the thing about the Avengers is that a lot of those characters have never been strong on their own. Guys like Spider-Man don't need a team book. Yeah, true. Spider-Man doesn't need a team book, and the Avengers is the essential team book. That's that's what it is. You know, you you take your Iron Man's, your Thor's, your Captain America's, then their their solo series have never been that strong. But you put them in the Avengers, and oh shit! Like now they're in the Avengers. Yeah. Spider-Man doesn't fucking need this shit. Spider-Man has a whole life going yeah. on that can be explored. It, it, it diminishes the team and it diminishes Spider-Man yeah. in a way. Well, and also it makes the Avengers the Justice League. That's one of the reasons why I hated uh, Brian Bendis doing his, because he was obviously ripping off JLA. JLA had been hugely successful because they brought back the original founding seven members of the Justice League, their most popular DC heroes of all time, all on one team. But the problem is whenever you have a JLA, they're the super friends. You can't do anything with any of those characters because all those characters belong to other editors with their own agendas. Yeah. Where the Avengers, what makes that a great team is that the majority of the Avengers are owned by the book the Avengers and so they can have relationships with each other they can hate each other people can die and yeah you've got a guy like Cap or Iron Man in there that you know is relatively safe but you still get to watch them bounce off those other characters and you see other people react to them so there's a dynamic there when you've got nothing but icons when you've got nothing but Wolverines and Spider-Mans and the Avengers then you can't do anything really that interesting with them yeah it's like Spider-Man shows up and everybody's like where the fuck is Mary Jane how can he be out fighting people and some cosmic why is he fighting the Shi'ar where's Mary Jane at right like you know it's like well yeah because Spider-Man's got five books that he's supporting on his own right Mm -hmm. Iron Man's got the one so you've only got the one storyline Spider-Man's got five books that are allegedly on hold while he's in the Avengers doing something your list is flawed because Teen Tony wasn't on it drop microphone (laughs) Teen Tony the crossing right before he it's when shit got so bad that was when they were like we need to cancel all of these books get jim lee uh, rob, rob Liefeld, wills Portacio, all these guys in here and restart all these books from scratch because it's gotten so bad oh, yeah wow. they killed off iron man and they resurrected him as a teenager it's no actually what oh, happened is iron man turned evil and murderous yeah. so they traveled back through time and got an earlier version of iron man to fight iron man old iron man ripped the heart out of teen iron man so teen iron man had to get a replacement heart and then Iron Man got killed saving the Avengers because it Kang and because Kang then everything gets cancelled because it's all terrible because it was and it was a rip off so of the bad. parallax story arc from Green Lantern anyway see if they had made that Avengers movie I would have believed what you were just saying movie's dead in water Teen Tony's bad it was yeah. a very it was a low point in Marvel Comics but Jim Chung did become a, a really acclaimed Marvel artist yeah years that's later. from what I understand that's true but at that time he fucking sucked really bad and he was that shithead from some Valiant book right yeah You'd be feeling a lot better, Han, if you were listening to Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast hosted by me, Ryan Daly. That doesn't sound too hard. It's not hard. You just check out Dead Boffin Spies on iTunes, Facebook, or the blog page, deadboffinspies.blogspot.com. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. Well, I, I don't know if terror is an appropriate description. It's a podcast that combines everything you love about me talking and some of what you love about Star Wars. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. Fine, whatever. Do that after you listen to Dead Boffin Spies. Yoda, you seek Yoda! No, you seek Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. Check it out. It beats kissing a Wookiee, I would think. Okay, so here's my here's I don't know if we can wrap it up on this or not. Financially, how's this film going to do? It's going to be bigger Billion. than the first one. 
And it's got to be bigger than Furious 7. Billion. Easy. Oh, it's got to go 1.5 billion, given... You think so? You, I, I you, think, think, it, you think it's going to? Yes. Because I, you I think I think it's gonna. I think it's, it's just like with Fury Seven. Fury Seven isn't making that money because of the movie that's on the screens right now. It's making that money because of how much people enjoyed Five and Six, or it's sometimes going all the way back to One. Well, so many people love the Avengers, and so many people discovered the Avengers after it was out of the theaters. And what is what? There's nothing competing with Avengers right now. Fury Seven's been out for a long while. What Mad Max going to bite into it? I don't yeah. think so. Maybe, no. maybe, but not, I think it's going to make a ton of money, and Dude, I think it's going to be bigger than. I went to the Marvel Experience. Anything. There are so many kids who are not going to see this movie once, not twice. I can see three, four times dragging their parents to see it, and the parents going to. The parents are going to take. Well, and it's so, so busy, you kind of have to see it more than once just to understand, really appreciate what's going on on the screen. I'm going to call my shot here. Okay, I think it's going to s- destroy every opening weekend record on Earth, on planet Earth. It's going to just explode. I think it's going to taper off way faster than Avengers did, and it may make enough money because it's in so many more theaters and so many more people are going to see it. It's going to start higher when that decline starts so it may pass Avengers 1 just and you know we have inflation and it's and it's bigger overseas than the original Avengers was too I'm not saying it's not going to break Avengers 1's record I think the studio is going to be a little disappointed with it no, it, it, yeah. it, it may no, finish no, no. I, I'm not I'm, I'm saying I think they've got okay so working in business you got two numbers you got the number you want people to see you think it's going to do and then you've got your in-house forecasts and what you're like, this shit better do this. We're not going to tell Wall Street this. This is what we're going to give Wall Street the conservative number that's better than last year and is attainable realistically. And I think it's going to realistically attain that goal. And you're going to be like, shit, Avengers 1 made 1.3, we hit 1.5, 1.6. Disney's got a number that they want. They want two. And I don't think it's going to get to two. I think they thought with all of this buildup, we got a fucking television show building it up. We had Avengers 1. We got uh, Winter Soldier. We had all this stuff. If you don't destroy Avengers 1 in-house, it's going to... Some nah. people are going to get a talking to. They're no, going to be I like, think- wait, wait, what did we fuck? What did we fuck up? They're going to look at Avengers 2 and think, what did we screw up with this movie? And, and not being like, this was so good. How are we going to make it even better? They're going to look at it and be like, you know what? This movie did not get quite the reaction they thought. No, I think I think what's going to happen is this. Disney's going to look at it, and it's going to destroy. And they're going to realize, we have a franchise now. We got two more movies, and we got a bunch of little movies that we can tailor off of that. What's our next step after that? Because this money... This, this gold, you know, this golden goose is going to run out of eggs. So we got to figure out what's next. What's phase five after all these movies are done? And I think a lot of those little movies are going to be tailored for the next phase that we don't that they won't discuss until after Infinity. After I, and Infinity I think they've Wars already done, done that. I think they've already done that. I think they're. I they think got this shit what, mapped out. To, but I, I, I don't think they're ever going to get to a point where they're like, well, it didn't make. No, they're going to say, okay, it made so no, much no, money now, I, so we expect these other movies to either step up. Because there's, a, they, I know they're gonna look at the movies. And they're gonna say, okay, a Black Panther movie is not gonna make as much money as um, a Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Of we know that. So well, Guardians is gonna have to make this much more money so that Black Panther can float right. But we need Black Panther because we need it for Phase Five. We're gonna introduce characters here. We want to do a sequel to it. We need, we need this movie to make this. I think they, that's how they're looking. They're, all these movies are stacking on top of each other, building. Yeah, but to me, that's that's separate from what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm not saying the movie's gonna not make. I'm not I'm not gonna say the movie's a bomb. I'm not gonna say the movie isn't going to hit the numbers they want. I'm not saying the movie's not gonna make records. I'm saying I think it's gonna make them flinch a bit. That it's not gonna be a failure. I, I feel about Ant Man about that one. Like, when well, that leads to my next point, I think it's gonna get followed up by Ant Man, and I think Ant Man's gonna take another shot. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of the plans they have change just a bit after Avengers two and Ant Man both maybe stumble a bit. And and I know stumble is not the right word to use with a movie I just said is gonna make one point five billion dollars. <laughs> but I think internally they're there people are gonna they're gonna be looking at the reaction to this film, and no matter how much money it makes, they're gonna say, I think we might have screwed something up. Like maybe we maybe we had too many characters. Maybe Well no, because they they've shaved out a lot of those characters. Well and I know that and Joss is gone, so that they don't even give a shit about and it, I, I would think that if he was coming on to do a third and fourth one, they would may look at Avengers two and be like, "Damn, maybe Joss has blown his you know he, he's not blown his load. <laughs> he's uh, he he's his salvo has been dropped. He maybe he's done, and we need to go. But luckily, they're moving on from him. So I'm not saying that's that's all I'm saying. But I think that's more a smart idea because it, you know what happens when you have the same creator on the book for too, too long. No, no, I, I know. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's not a smart idea. And, and those dudes. 
did a very good job with Winter Soldier. So that's I'm not I'm just saying I'm I'm thinking this movie just from the the reaction I'm seeing. I, see, I, think, I think you're going to see the percentage when you saw the percentage drop from Avengers from week one to week two. It's going to be bigger. But see, for Avengers right now, two, it's just starting higher. Right now, there's this kind of anti superhero view of the movies because I read a lot of the reviews and a lot of the reviews if you read them Starbucks it's, it's Starbucks syndrome yeah it's, where it's, everybody it's, likes Starbucks because it's underground and it's hip and it's it's hipster and then because of that Starbucks gets popular and now it becomes popular to hate Starbucks right yeah now na- now, now nobody wants to like the Avengers because oh you know what first Avengers wasn't even all that good anyway I've seen a shit ton of that because uh, one of the one I can remember is from the, the writer of the USA Today uh, review and he's like just to give you an idea the beginning has something to do with dreams and a dragon and I'm sitting there thinking dreams and a dragon like what the fuck is he talking about then we watch the movie and I'm like oh you mean the monster tra- the, the Chitari travel beast from the first one the dragon and those aren't really dreams more like visions I'm like I, I could see where he didn't get it he doesn't get it his him to him a movie is watching some pretentious film of, yeah I know. And, and, and a so, lot of critics are tired of the Marvel schematic yeah they're, they're, well, I think they're just because it's so hyped it gets a lot of hype, yeah. And, and like you said, it's it's it becomes it's a, it's cool a lot of hype. It's cool to hate what's popular at the time because then you're you're that the 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 cool guy because you you're not going with the flow. Well, here. but but see, but I think there's a distinction because like I hated Dark Knight, right? But to me, I thought Dark Knight was getting thought too much of itself. I thought that it was trying to be... Avengers 2 is not trying to take itself seriously and it doesn't want you to take it seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are judging it like this is supposed to be Citizen Kane. Avengers has never pretended to be a serious... No, we're going to take... Character development, yeah. They're just trying to take a crazy, out-of-control action movie to a different level. That's all they're trying to do. Uh, But I think people are going into it like, oh, here we go, another... Oh, you're going to blow up another city. More guys in costumes are going to punch other guys in costumes. And But anyway, I I don't want to get into that too much. No, because it was funny because I think they asked that to Chris Evans and them. And and he was like, you do realize they've been making these movies since the 70s. Like, Superman came out. He was like... Talk about like these movies have always been around, and because I think they kind of posted the same question of like, well, don't, don't you feel like a backlash of how people feel about the movie? And he's like, dude, this has been around since like the 70s, like, they're never going away. If, if you go back, I mean, people were making movies about Hercules, he's a superhero, Greek superhero. I mean, so, uh, I think this movie's gonna destroy, and, and Disney's gonna be very happy with the, the returns, especially when, when it hits DVD and Blu ray. Oh, they're gonna make stupid yeah, money, they're gonna make a lot of money because they're gonna release the DVD version, the Blu ray DVD, the Blu ray. DVD 3D they but they, they actually Marvel hasn't done that very uh, Marvel hasn't done all these like enhanced editions and no, shit they don't Disney does that Disney but you've not seen that with the Marvel movies and they've oh Disney's own Marvel for most of the life of the Marvel Cinematic Universe so I don't see that happening well I remember I remember going to Walmart and seeing a DVD version the Blu-ray DVD the Blu-ray DVD digital 3D like Four versions of the same movie. And I remember thinking, well, what's the big deal? It's the same movie. And then, of course, when you read the back, the DVD, nothing. Bare bones. The Blu-ray, you get some commentary. The 3D one comes with extra commentary and, like, the character development. And, I mean, they, they kind of, they, 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 they go for the collector. The collector who's got to have everything on it, but then wants the different box. And, yeah. I, I, yeah, but that's sort of industry-wide. I, I don't, yeah. you know. But I, that's going to that's gonna sell them. I know, I know. I know. They're gonna make, they're gonna, it's going to make a lot of money. It's going to make a lot of money. I, I, I believe... Uh, that Mr. Pix is closer to what's going to happen. I think that we're not just looking at the sequel to the Avengers. We're looking at the sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. We're looking at the sequel to The Winter Soldier. One of the reasons why the Marvel movies have been so successful is you're not see it's all one giant Uber franchise. And, and this yeah, has never some, been some done people, before, right? It's never been done before, and it's amazing how successful yeah. they've been able to do that creatively, much less financially. I think that this is going to do a minimum of $1.75 billion. I think it may end up becoming the biggest movie in box office history. Not because I think it deserves it, but Avatar did that. This is a better movie than Avatar. It's a movie that I think plays extremely well to mainstream audiences. While I recognize that there's a lot of instances where where people kind of feel pushed aside, where they don't get the jokes, where they might be a little bit alienated, there's so many gags, there's so many strong visuals, 
things play so well internationally because they can stick in whatever the jokes they want to for the international audiences and the visuals alone can carry the movie so well. I will be surprised and it may be a situation where Illegal Machine's right where maybe they think it's going to be the biggest movie of all time and it isn't but it's all it, it's going to be one of the top five biggest movies of all time period. Yeah. And I, I, I think that because of what we've seen with Critical Mass in terms of financial growth in terms of something like Furious 7 if Furious 7's boasting billion dollars now the target's got to be two billion you know and it's doable and I think that these superhero movies can get to those numbers in a way that most other movies can't anymore because of pirating and stuff like that if you can if people prefer to watch it in their homes What's they're going to but with these superhero movies everybody wants to see them on the big screen they play well there's so many guys who have to see it first thing got to be out there that first night so yeah it probably will be somewhat front loaded it probably won't have the tail that Avengers had but it's also got a larger built in audience than Avengers had and I again I do think that this will connect to mainstream viewers I do I do think that here's a joke here's an action beat here's a joke here's an action beat just that barrage that raw entertainment value and that raw international flavor I think it's going to be fucking a two billion dollar movie I think it may become the biggest movie of all time I agree with you it doesn't deserve it but yeah because I Fast 7 has pretty much lost steam, hasn't it? I don't know. It it was number one for like three weeks. Okay. And it was a, it was a huge internationally as well. And that's another movie where it's well, so dumb and so full of strong visuals that internationally it's done extremely well. You cannot underestimate the international audience these days. So much money is being made overseas. But that's the thing. And those, and those big action spectacles do so well globally that that's why... I mean, remember it used to be... How long it took before they broke a billion dollars and then look at how many movies have broken that just in the last few years yeah. but, but here, here's we're the past thing, the billion dollar barrier now this is the kind of movie that's looking at the two billion dollar barrier when they were announcing where Avengers is ranking overseas they're like oh yeah it's like third ever, all, all time in you know France or it's you know it, in a lot of those countries it was finishing below Fast 7 which is just that doesn't seem right to me that this movie should not be finishing below Fast 7 if Fast 7 was is the second largest movie opening of all time in a country I would assume Avengers coming out three weeks later would pass that. But it's not. It's behind Fast 7 in a lot of these countries. That's where I... Something is just not with this movie. It's not blowing the doors off. I don't, I'm not well, feeling that Well, I'm not that sure if superheroes play as well overseas as cars and stuff. I mean, the Diesel Transformers though. is big robots and cars. I think that plays better to some, a lot of international audiences. Best, I don't think China is as interested as the, in the Avengers as no, they are the Transformers. The best example is... Pacific Rim. It yeah, did, it didn't do great here, but when you went overseas, dude, it was huge. It Actually, was honestly, massive. it's not even overseas; it's China. Well, Japan it made also. So I don't even know about Japan. I know China because Japan isn't a big enough movie market. Japan will make the difference between a movie getting green lit and not green lit. But China is such a huge market now, and Pacific Rim did so well they can sell it to China alone, and it's worth the investment to make Pacific Rim too. Mm. That's that's it came down to China. China can make that decision now. If it makes money in China, they're going to make the sequel. China, who in the WWE dated The Rock. It's all connected. Who was in Fast 7. You. Please export this. If we lose this, I'm going to fucking murder your whole life. This episode of the podcast is running really, really late. So I'm just going to assume that everybody in our usual Merry Marvel Marching Society retweeted and favorited us again. And I'm just going to rerun the audio from last episode. And if there's any new additions, I'll throw them into next week's episode. How about that? They are Ace and Eights Press, Adam Blackmoon, Al Nega First Crusader, Angel Velasquez, Army of Skanks, Ask the Moon, Charlton Hero, Cheryl at Piggy Mouth, Chris Thompson, CJ, Comic Relief Podcast, Comic Syndicate, Comical Podcast, Dead Vinyl, DS and RS, Eric Grundler, Eternal Rage, Fantastiverse, Felicia, Film Reel Podcast, Firestorm Fan, The First Bat, Future Primitive, Hall of Justice at HOJ Comics, Joseph Crawford, Josias Arbello, Kanish Kabbalah, Cord Industries, Land of the Creeps, Lizzo at It's Lizzo, who added, thank you for the shout-out, Lord Horstocles, Martin Vincent, Miss Impolitik, Miss Moneypenny, My Star Wars Story, Odell Abner Dracula, Odyssey Unleashed, Orbital Comics, Outside Longbox, Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, Randy Caldwell, Randy Micah Smith, 
Richard Calvert, Sir Kayak, Snake Oil Comics, Stephen Courtney, who added, Anytime, bud, cheers. Superhero Speak, Senate Alias Scarecrow, The Time Traveler, at John Titer 973, Top 5 Road Crew, Uproar Comics, and Ziggy at Mr. Jeffrey. The Marvel Superheroes Podcast is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended against their copyright holders. The views expressed in this podcast are assumed legitimate, truthful, and solely possessed by the speaker. following deleted scene rant from earlier in the episode contains a spoiler for the ending to Marvel's The Avengers Age of Ultron. If you do not want the ending of the movie spoiled, please stop listening to this recording right about now. Which is another thing that kind of ticked me off. What's nice about the Avengers that they have at the end of Avengers Age of Ultron is that you've got two black guys on that team. You've got several people that are from foreign countries. You've got uh, uh, a good mix of women and men all of a sudden where before it was all guys and one chick. And they're actual Avengers. Where when you create a team of nothing but ethnic Avengers, they're just the Avengers ethnic team. They're not, they're diminished. Also, if you're going to have an all-ethnic team of Avengers and Black Panther isn't in it, you've already lost the game because you've missed out the best one you've got. Jarvis. Welcome home, I am Iron. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you've become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? I'm Diablo Frank, and he's... Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're here to talk to you about the debut of the DC Bloodlines podcast. There's a whole other universe out there to explore. It's available on iTunes.